Welcome to The Finer Things. I'm Lisa, and this is Wes. Idly home neighbor. Oh my. And we are podcasting from the Cigar Lounge in Akron, Ohio. Live. Today's topic is the little things in life. How little you doing? Things. I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm okay. Good. What are you smoking? Okay, so I have, and this is a euphemism for other stuff, but it's a cigar called Devil's Weed. This is dark brew coffee flavor, and it's absolutely delicious. It's super sweet. Just yummy. What about you? I have the Alec Bradley Mm. Nika Puro. Nika Puro. I'm going to mispronounce everything because I'm good like that. I use the letters. Alec Bradley. It's a dark wrapper. I'm guessing it's a uh, combination of uh, Nicaraguan and... uh, uh, Puerto Rican, but it's uh, Esteli Nicaragua is what the wrapper says. It's uh-huh. dark, full flavored, burning very well currently. Good. What are you drinking? I have my beloved Octomore. It is absolutely beloved. I have to look. This is the Good 9.3. Stuff. 9.3. The cherished 9.3. The beloved. My precious. Yes. Yes, and I've got the uh, classic Lassie scotch. Single malt. Brook Laddie. Yes. It's like a um, turquoise color bottle. Mm. Thoughts? I know I've had it before, but I wasn't as in love with Brook Laddie then as I am now. Light, fruity. Yeah, I got very fruity and very. very, uh, Almost effervescent. Kind of. Almost effervescent, which was really nice for this dark. It pairs well nicely with the dark cigar. It's not. Good. The cigar did not overpower. Um, so today's topic, the little things. So we alluded to this a little bit last time we were here. The little things. I mean, So in life, if you're in a great state of mind or you've got a, having a great day and you just kind of notice the little things. Like, mm-hmm. for instance, you, I put a tie on every day. Okay. So... If I tie it correctly the first time and then I snug it up and it looks perfect, mm-hmm. just the right, you know, because usually you got to adjust it a little bit, but the first time you're just like, boom, okay. got it. And then maybe you go on into work, There's a somebody pulls out on the one of the front spots <laughs> just as you pull in and you're like, boom, got it. And you're just like, ah, mm-hmm. whether these be fortuitous, uh, you know, serendipity, you know, karma, anything like that. It's just sure. like little things that are, that the ball just happens to bounce your way, and for whatever reason, it makes your mood a little brighter. Sure. My own circumstance that's like that. And, you know, the, I don't know, hippie, mystic, weirdo part of me says, oh, it's absolutely the universe giving me a sign. But the much more realistic part of me, and that's the overriding part of me, <laughs> says that, no, it's just coincidence. It's all mental. When I hear Beastie Boys sabotage on the radio, it's going to be a good day. I mean, like, everything's going to roll my way. Everything's going to go perfectly. If I got a hearing that day, I'm going to win my case. Like I said, I, it could be completely, I've built it up in my head that it's going to be that way, so I make it turn that way. I don't know. 
All I know is Beastie Boys Sabotage. That comes on the radio, I'm done. It's right. a great day. You're, you're right. This is a great example. I mean, your song comes on the radio. Yeah. And and it, it, you're driving up to wherever you're going, going to work, going to pick up your kids, and the song ends just as you arrive. Ah. Uh, you know, see, and Beastie Boys Sabotage comes on. Nope. I don't care if I'm late to court. <laughs> i got to finish that song. We are going to listen to that entire song. It's not that long. So if I'm late, I'm late anyway. That's good. Yeah, you know, the little things are, and you notice them. I mean, and if you take the time to notice the little things and you check out those kinds of items, that's really the neat thing, is that you see them, and then you're like, ah, look at the way that water falls on the rose petal. If you have flowers outside your house or your office, or you see something, you know, the way the dog is running in the park. Sure. You know, that kind of thing. So you just, you sense to notice those things. And you st- when you see the, and we're not talking to go full uh, OCD here. Uh, sure. I mean, because you can notice every little detail and be kind of have analysis paralysis. I mean, that's certainly something. That's a that great can, term for it. You know, you don't have to do that. I mean, and I liken that to uh, Tony Shalhoub and the monk character. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've ever seen that television series where he's just paralyzed, because, but, sure. he's, but he sees everything. Sure. It's like Sherlock Holmes. They, they see everything. The detectives see everything. Right. And that, you know, it's, it, that's their gift, but it's their curse. Sure. So, but, you know, for us mere mortals, uh, you know, noticing just the little things that go right are very, very important. Um, it, it, you know, just the way it just so happened. Like, for instance... The way that, uh, like, I have, I've got, you know, dog, I've got little girls, and I have to do their hair. <laughs> oh, boy. And that can go really well or not. Can go really well. Yeah. Or not. That's a, the or, that's a big or. That's <laughs> it's a, a big, big or. That's a big or. Uh, and so, you know, you, you know, doing, uh, you know, it's rare for me to give them both right the first time. Sure. All at the same time. But when it happens, I'm just like, you done. Know, I, I'm awesome. I'm he, done. He, I can do no wrong right. today. Just like when I, you know, Lisa hears that Beastie Boys song, she can do no wrong in that day. Um, you know, you know, music is a great example. Uh, you know, there's that song that comes on the radio that you know. <laughs> Um, well, I've got a couple of them, but I'm not going to tell them because I don't think I can. I mean, to be honest, on the way here, I was driving along and I heard a honk, and I'm just like, oh, I don't have time for this. This freaking idiot's honking at me. It's not my job to let you over, buddy. And I finally look. It's Wes. He's honking at me. <laughs> just the. <laughs> and he's like, "You are in your own world," and I mean. I was. I'm listening to my favorite band. No, it's not the Beastie Boys. I love them, but it was Tool. It's their new album. I'm excited that it's finally out. I'm going to the concert, and this is my time of the entire day where I'm by myself, and I get to be alone with my thoughts and feelings, and it's like... And the dark, scary stuff. I don't know how to explain it, but it's almost like a sacred time for me. It, I'm by myself. Beep, 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 beep. And this fool next to me is honking at me. It's awesome. That sums up Wes. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. It sums up me. Exactly. Yeah. That's a great example. So it's the little things. Like you're driving down the road and, you, you know, you, you're watching traffic because you got to watch the road and you 
you happen upon somebody you know because you know you're looking at cars and instinctively you, you know you look you, you I don't I some truly people do, I do, do not I do like I, I, I think remember, most people do right yeah, at least it's probably in the minority I or, probably like, am but she's got a you know a unique license plate it's not a um, a license plate <laughs> frame I shouldn't say license it's not a vanity tag but it's a license plate frame it's a very common vehicle it's a very common I, vehicle it is and so I'm just driving along bebopping just like she is <laughs> And, you know, you look over and you're like, hey, I know that girl. <laughs> and so, from my perspective, I give a little honk honk and she won't look. She won't look. It's I like know. she's in her own little world. You know, I speed up a little and then she speeds up a little. I'm like, and that's why I finally <laughs> looked. It's like this idiot has something to tell me. She, she thinks I, I'm trying to cut it. You know how people do. Maybe, my, were, you know. maybe my car is on fire. I, I, whatever. Whatever, jerk. You're interfering with my time here. Don't you know that it's my time in my car? There's no banner that says that. We'll just be clear. I need one. And, uh, yeah, so I give her the old BB, but she thinks I'm trying to, you know how cars do, they'll speed up and then dive right in front of you. Okay, that's an Ohio thing. Well, it does happen in other states, but it does occur, and yes, not nice. Usually not nice. Uh-uh. And so she thinks that I'm one of those people, and I'm not, because I recognize her. But she's got her blinders on, and she's like... I mean, intentionally, I have my blinders on. It's great. I am specifically not looking at you. Honk all you want, but I am not going to look at you. You don't get my attention. And I just drove off. And that was the way that worked. And, it's, and that's just a little thing. It's just a little thing, because then, from her perspective, she's like... This idiot is it, you know, because if I would have told her it was me, she would have came in and she would have been like, "No, I figured it out." Right? He sent me a text. I assume through voice speech, but he sent me a text, and I have my car read it to me. But I figured it out. I finally looked over, like right as he was passing, and it was safe to look. And that's like, oh, okay, it's that guy. <laughs> that idiot. That's right. This oh, I know that idiot. <laughs> it's not just a random one. Oh, uh, but that's—it's a great example of just the little things. I mean, well, I was listening to music, and that's what brought me to that topic. You were talking about the little things of listening to music, and it can be such a great thing. Music is a very big thing for me. I love it. It calms me. It relaxes me. Even bands like. Tool, a, a metal band. Not known This is for my sleepy, happy, I feel absolutely loved and like I've got a place in the universe. That's my music. Not generally, Tool is not generally known for their peaceful, quiet, soothing tones. You're not listening to the right songs. <laughs> so You don't have a mad crush on Maynard James Keenan like I do. That's <laughs> an accurate and factual statement right there. Is an accurate and factual statement. Well, yeah, music. You know, again, music uh, for Lisa. The little things for me is the the my day progressing in a relatively even flow. So, okay. if my day flows in an even way, I'm happy as a clam. I don't know if I've ever experienced that. <laughs> I've had a couple of days where, um, like for instance, uh, like again, just to use my job as an example, like if I. Uh, hit my hearings and I hit my court dates uh, like if I, in the morning I have three different courts I have to get to mm-hmm. but they're all relatively close which in within the geographical area that I can walk to them sure and so I hit one boom I'm in and out yeah. five minutes later boom in and out hit the next one 
Third one, boom, hit it. So within an hour, I got all three of them done. Nice. Everything's, you know, and everything has that that tempo, that sure. that, that flow, where that pace, that um, that uh, cadence, if you will. Sure. That you just you just know, and you can recognize that you're like, I'm in this moment. This is working right now, and yeah. if you're you're hyper, you, you may become hyper aware. Um, you know, to use a pitching term, it's like you clear the mechanism. You just focus. I don't know what that means. Right. Well, it was in a movie. Uh, okay. It was in a sports movie. You probably haven't seen it. I probably <laughs> have not. And it, you, you, where everybody has their own moment of pure focus. Like, for instance, Lisa and I experienced this moment at least once when we were sitting for a bar exam. Okay? We had a moment in our life where we were purely and utterly focused on one thing. We, you, A bomb could have gone off. And it wouldn't have phased us. Like she was in her car bebopping. You were just hyper-focused on what you were doing to hell with the world. And it worked out. Sure. And it worked out because you you were in that moment. You knew that you were in that moment. And you had prepared to be in that moment. And it was that little thing. Sure. Just that little thing of focus where you were like, got it. Mm Mm-hmm. Got it. And And that really... You know, again, you can subscribe to whatever you want to subscribe to, but that's really what the little things mean. Just those, just those little things in life, and they can be. I I find humor in odd places, to say the least. He does, and that's my sense of humor is not common. Uh, and when I point things out, people just look at me like, "What is wrong with you?" Right. <laughs> what is absolutely wrong with you? Um, and and I I laugh. Some other people laugh. Uh, it just doesn't happen all the time. Um, and those juxtapositions, and that's really what makes me laugh. Like, for instance, uh, I was driving uh, on the freeway today, and I saw a car that was beat. Just beat. Okay. We all know that what they look like. Yeah. Just beat. Oh, yeah. Had dealer tags on it. Oh, my. And I'm like, that's not a new car. <laughs> that is not a new car. And when yeah. someone was like, uh, what did I go, that is not a new car. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's new to them, and it's going to last another week or so. At least, but I just started laughing. I was like, that car has dealer tags. Yep. And I was like, no way. And it's a dealer on them. I'm like, this is this is just, there's something going on here. <laughs> there's something going on. I, I, I don't just, know. I bought I those questions. cars. I bought those cars from car dealerships. I've gotten the dealer tags on them. I get that person's place. Good luck to them. Good luck. Good luck and Godspeed. Another one would be, uh, this would be like the uh, millennials, is like when your Amazon Prime shipment comes exactly when you want it to. Oh, my God. Lisa, I Lisa's got, eyes just lit right up. It's exactly. I got one today. There you go. And See? it was due tomorrow. And you're like, bonus. Uh, oh, my God. It was printer ink. And I'm like, oh, I get to print things today. Printer ink. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! I get to print things. <laughs> Sorry, this is my life. I, I don't know what's become of it. It's perfect, you know. And then, it, so the Amazon Prime should become right where you want it. You're going on vacation, and okay. So, hang on. We're going to interrupt this and sidebar for a minute. Um, there's like a little, it's a little bug, stink bug, potato bug, and it started climbing across the top of my laptop. And Wes points his finger to flick it off, and it's directly at me, and I'm just like, ah, 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 don't do that. It was as if I had a loaded firearm. 
It was pretty bad. <laughs> I don't mind the stink bugs, but it's like you don't need to launch them at me. Okay, how it's the little things? How is your cigar? How's your scotch? About halfway through, well, a quarter through here, through the AB uh, Nico Puro, smoke as well, holding up Good. very nicely, very flavorful for a dark cigar. Usually, dark Good. cigars are my nemesis, depending it, on my. They can be intense. And you that's know, again, the point. That's the point. I get it. Uh, and you got to be like I said. Everybody has to put their cigar and their scotch to their mood. That's a big deal. I need a strong cigar today. I need a light scotch today, oh, and wouldn't you know, I got them both. And I Good might have, you. you know, might have another strong cigar. I might, I have a special one. I, you know, and I'll, we'll talk about the one that I had um, over the Browns game. We got the little locale <laughs> here, uh, but no, it's pretty, it's pretty good. I'm enjoying it. Uh, how about you? My cigar is amazing. I love this brand. It's one of my new favorites. It's a cheapy, cheap, what, yeah. What's cheap. the price point there? Um. I mean, we're looking around a dollar or two a stick. It's cheap, cheap. $20 for a box, baby. It's lovely. So sweet. That means everybody can drink it. Everybody can do it. Yeah. You, you two could, kids. If you're not into cigars, you might, or you're just barely into cigars, you might enjoy this one. It's super sweet, and it stays that way throughout the entire cigar. I've had several of them. I did get a box of them. It's great. The Octomore... I don't, I love Octomore. It's still my precious. I don't know if it's the very best pairing with the cigar because you've got super sweet, extremely smoky, just not messing around, a very masculine kind of a scotch and a very girly kind of a cigar. And it's, it's a little weird. I don't mind it, but that's me. If you're just jumping in, to the cigar world, Lisa, are you recommending you would hand that? If, you, if you're going to a party and, and nobody's ever had a cigar before, you would take those along and you wouldn't 100%. find any problems with them. Yes. Okay. Even though the wrapper is dark, and it is, I mean, it says on the label, it's a dark brew coffee flavor. That's true, but it's extremely sweet. It's very pleasant. It's not the typical Maduro punch you in the face. You gotta feel the nicotine. It, you know, it it guides you in. It brings you in. Perfect. Yeah. So remember that. That's the uh, that brand. Perfect. This is not a beginner cigar. It's not. Alec Bradley AB rarely is, is. And this is a different AB that's been in the news. Just so we're clear. Okay. Lisa Lisa does not watch any sports at all. I and, don't have a clue what you're talking about. I... This is a very interesting portion of today's podcast because <clears throat> AB refers to a football player who I won't mention my name because he... Oh, I think I read the headlines. I'm sure you read the headlines. <laughs> it's just, okay. she's like, who is that again? And it's just, it's no, organic think, and it's priceless is what it is. <laughs> I think I know. We'll go ahead and carry on. Yeah. And again... The little things, again, it, it just think about those things in life, especially if you're having a bad day, too, because everybody's got a bad day. And you, right. if you can take a breath and take that 15 minutes and just work on your uh, breathing, and you're just like, yeah, that little thing happened today. Oh, the Another thing that I've found is, and this is totally OCD, totally OCD, but when I go to Starbucks, and I do go to Starbucks quite often, I'm ashamed, I'm, sorry. I'm ashamed to admit. I'm ashamed to be your friend. 
it's good coffee. Mm, in my opinion. Okay. Lisa and I are going to argue about this. Mm-hmm. That's okay. But when the coffee cup and the logo on the front matches where I'm supposed to drink out of in the front, when they put it together, I'm like, boom. Because I always manipulate the cup to where the logo is in the front, facing forward, right where I have to drink out of. I do that. I'm I, literally just staring at him <laughs> silently like, what the hell? It's very OCD. I, it's very OCD. It's very OCD. Very OCD. Willfully admit that. No big deal. That Check that box. I get it. I know. But it's one of those, my habit, my tick, if okay. you will, is that's what I do. And when the barista does it for me, and I'm like, yes. All signs point to yes. Okay. It's important. Well, so Wes was talking about, you know, bad things that occur and what you can do to kind of recover from it. As soon as he brought up the topic and suggested this, I started thinking, you know, it also works in the opposite direction. You've got, and the term is really well known at this point, it's called microaggressions. You've got little things that they, they dig at you. They, Triggers, yeah. They come after you. They're, I mean, they're not a full-blown attack, but it's little bad things that happen constantly. And you have to figure out, how can I overcome this? I have had... A string of days that it's like there's this one little bad thing that happens and then another little bad thing that happens and it just stacks on top of each other and at the end of the day I'm like god today was a horrible day no it wasn't nothing massively bad happened at all it's just those little things tiny tiny little things for me it's uh, passive aggressiveness and in my world that happens uh boatload of times in a day and there are certain people that I have to accept passive aggression from because that's the job um, there are certain people who I do not have to accept it from. yes and I am very quick to correct those who I do not have to take it from sure. because I'm just like listen if there's a problem right now you're gonna have to use your words because if there's <laughs> not a problem you're gonna have to use some other words right and I will talk to you like a toddler because I know That's how to talk about this. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, you know, there's little things and, you know, and everybody has school, you know, in your locker. When Well, and I don't even think you have the uh, the lock on your locker anymore, the little uh, oh, turn dial. Oh, yeah, they do. So if you got the little turn dial, a nice little thing from school, like especially when you're in high school, when you, you, hit, you set it, right, so that you just have to turn it a little bit and pull it and it opens. Okay. That's a great thing to happen. Okay. It's just one of those things where you've already done the you know the right, left, right, and then you set it to like two numbers prior. That way you know if you're in between classes, you got to get your books, right? You just go boom, boom, click it right off, and then you open your lock and you're like, got it, I'm on the way. So I'm kind of looking at him right now like, dude, you don't get it at all. He's got small children. Kindergarten? Kindergarten. Yeah, I got a high school senior. So, yours do not have the lock on their lockers. Mine does. And she does not have time in between classes on multiple floors to go to her locker. So, everything is carted from one class to another. The locker actually never gets used. That's miserable. It is miserable. We had 10 minutes between each class. 
when I was in high school? I want to say they have five or seven. It's like some weird, maybe seven, some weird number. It's like, okay, how'd you come up with that? Yeah, I, we had, uh, it was really easy because we had seven, seven or eight classes, depending on um, <clears throat> what you wanted to do. And it was, uh, class starts at the hour, 8 o'clock. Class ends <laughs> at 8.50. That's what we had. And then you got 10 minutes in between classes. So, and that's what that's how you roll. Last year, they had my daughter's school had a fairly normal schedule, and this year they switched it to block scheduling. She literally has different classes depending on the day, she has different classes depending on the week. She's in smart classes. I'm just guessing. No, here. this is the whole school. She is, but this is the whole <laughs> trying school. to pay her a compliment. She's like, no, 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 no. She is, but this is the whole school. I mean, even the teachers don't get it. They don't have a clue where they're supposed to be at any given time. They're scheduling kids for classes that require prerequisites, and they don't have the prerequisites. And it's, I mean, if you are familiar with block scheduling. It's miserable. Absolutely miserable. It's tricky, but that first year, switching from we have normal schedules to block schedules, is absolute sheer chaos inspired by Loki. I mean, this is just straight out of chaos. No. It's it's insane. Yeah, the um, so my part-time gig is I'm a volleyball official, and we're in the middle of the season right now. And I do high school, so I do varsity and junior varsity. And if, you're, if you've ever played varsity or junior varsity sports or freshman sports, you know that it, they're, it especially volleyball, because at least here in, in the United States, uh, we have Title IX, which is the uh, federal law that says you have to have equivalent male and female sports. And volleyball... I would argue that's somewhat well, enforced. It, we could argue about whether or not it's a force, and then we're going to lose. Nobody's going to pay attention. I know that. I know. Um, however, so in America, football is a male, predominantly male sport. Right. Uh, it, it's changing a little bit now. Uh, that being said, volleyball is the Title IX sport to football, which means that every school, every high school that has a varsity football squad has to have a varsity volleyball squad. I did not know that, so, and that's where I would have based my argument. Right. So that so every time, so you know, you always have a volleyball team because you always hear about high school football and Friday Night Lights or all those sure. TV shows and everything. All those schools have to have a volleyball team. Because that's the girls' equivalent of football, and so that's their big sport. Because every other sport, like golf, hockey, uh, tennis, um, sure. you know, country club sports, I can even say that. Uh, yeah. Baseball, softball. I mean, those are all. They can be unisex. They can go for either either gender, right. and that's certainly well, fine. For the Richie Rich, it's polo is tossed in there. Polo, yeah. Oh, yeah. For polo. our overseas listeners, Equine I mean, sciences, maybe yeah. cricket. Cricket, for no, sure. Because you can have you know girls and boys play on the same team, whereas football because it's like or rugby you can have girls rugby and boys rugby. Um, sure. But you can't. Girls tend to not play football just as a, a general rule, uh, and so we're in the middle of the season right now. And speaking about things that can go wrong, so that you have a time to warm up, and because we're at the mercy of busing, right? So last night I was uh, at a school, a very large school, Division One, which means they've got more than three thousand kids that go to the high school. Right. Plenty of uh, talent pool to generate a freshman, a JV, and a varsity team. Yes. And so we had a freshman and JV. So the freshman plays first. After the freshmen are done, the junior varsity plays. And after the junior varsity plays, 
then the varsity match begins. So you can see that if the freshman match is late, we're going to be there for a right. while. And so I, you know, as an official, I'm supposed to be there about a half an hour prior to the match. So I roll in, and I know there's a freshman match going on. So I, I know that I've got a little leeway here. Sure. I got a little gimme. And so the great thing is that, like, if I know that and I arrive at the school just as the freshman match is being done, it's perfect. It's, <laughs> sure. You've you, you timed it perfectly. I walk in. Everybody's ready to go. I just got to change my shoes, blow the whistle, and away we go. We can start the 20-minute clock. So last night I, I roll into the school. The other team, because of busing and traffic, was 40 minutes late. Okay. So they were still in the warm-ups for the freshman match, and I walked in and I would I saw that uh, one of the officials who was working that match and was like, yeah, we're just in the warm-ups for the because I saw the warm-ups. I'm like, hey, they started the JV uh, warm-ups without me. Cool, I'm late, no big deal. Uh, we'll rock and roll. I can okay. I can roll with it because I thought I was late. Sure. And then I see that it's the freshman match, and I'm like, ooh, ooh, this could go one of two ways. I mean, you could be like. Uh, this is a big problem. Or what I did was I set my stuff down <laughs> and I was like, deuces, I'm out. And I laughed because I knew that I had, I had about 45 minutes that I had to kill. So I, you know, I went out to my car with her phone calls and I got my sure. email and my iPhone and all that jazz. And I was productive for another 45 minutes because right. most of these matches start at 4.30, 5 o'clock in the afternoon. So... I'm still in a work day, and parents, I get it. You're trying to get off of work. You're trying to go see your kid play. Big deal because you're like, I want to be there. And you have a timing kind of in your head. But I knew as soon as I walked in, I was like, we are going to be 40 minutes behind. Sure. And so one of the things I did in, to at least minimize that that little thing going wrong was I managed expectations for the site staff and then the teams. Okay. Now, because this is a D1 school, they had another gym. Okay. So I, I told the coaches for the teams, I said, listen, go to the other gym and warm up. Volleyballs are universal. You can take the volleyballs with you. Go do your stretching. Go do your warm-ups and be, you know, volleyball players for a while. So that when they come back out, we don't have to have that full 20 minutes. Right. They're ready to warm up and we can kind of can mitigate that, that late time. Sure. And once both coaches were like, yeah, yeah. And the uh, athletic director, usually the athletic director is the person who's in charge for the sports. Yes. Because as if you recall from high schools, that larger high schools have eight different sports going at once. So. <clears throat> yes. So, so I took a little negative there where a little thing could have gone wrong because it, it's not the kid's fault that they're late. I mean, it's just, it's busing. Right. It's busing. It's just one of those things. And you can, as an official, be like, listen, you're supposed to start at 530. We're starting at 530. Sure. Not if you got another match to play. Right. You just can't do that. So it, you get to mitigate that a little bit, <clears throat> and everybody's in agreement because they've had the opportunity to go warm up, and that way they're fresh. They're ready to go. Right. And the girls like that because they're not sitting around, uh, you know, bored, because if you're in high school and you're bored, that's a recipe the for... The end of the world. <laughs> the, the end. Or, and now with the phones and everything, they're like, ah. Because uh, you think to yourself, oh, yeah, they'll just take their homework and do their homework. Uh, no, sure, absolutely not. Sure, I, yeah, yeah, sure. You can tell That's that story. Adorable. Yeah, you can tell that story to your parents, but I'm looking at you, and you're not doing homework. So yeah. it's, but it, it, you know, it's just, and that's one. It's like the little thing that you're just like that timing. And for me, it's timing, uh, in what I kind of tend to do, and I, you just hit that perfect time. I do love when timing works out. That's one of 
the little things that is just beautiful. It it helps a lot. So yeah, I mean that's it. And like I said last night, I was you know I told my partner who I was officiating, but she you know she was there too, and she's like, we're going to be here all night, and I go, yeah, we are. <laughs> we are going to be here all night, and I mean. That's a big deal because, I mean, they're in high school and you got kids playing until 10 o'clock at night, which for an adult, I, I don't care. You could be out past 10 o'clock, but for, right. a, for a sport, you got to play. On a Tuesday night. Correct. On a Tuesday. So you're in the middle of the school week. Right. It throws everything else off. You better, like you said, if the matches are starting 4 or 5 and you're there till 10, then his homework done. Right. And then you gotta go home, you gotta shower, you gotta get cleaned up. I mean you gotta go I mean you gotta And go your home. teachers are not giving you a break just right. because of well I had a volleyball Correct. thing last night. No. No, your homework still due. Yeah. And and we're Yeah, all, you're not getting about not for volleyball especially. And maybe football. Maybe. Well, for sure football. I, yeah, it anyway. depends on your school. It depends on the school. But uh but yeah, so and you know we can all say that they, all the children do their homework in advance and they're always prepared. But let's let's be intellectually honest with each other here. I know that I'm always going to school. I know that I was going to college. I know that I was in law school. But sure, yeah, I did some work ahead. More often than not, it's due tomorrow. Great, let's get started. I mean, honestly, <laughs> <Let's> I <get started. laughs> honestly I worked way ahead. Like in law school, I would have all of my cases for the entire semester briefed before the semester even started. My daughter's kind of the same way. She'll work ahead as far as she can. It's like, great. Yeah, I mean, i got to refresh my memory a little bit, but if, Not I this can, guy. if I can be done with this four months in advance, let's get done with this because I don't want to bother four months from now. Right. Well, and then now in the practice that I, you know, in my career, I actually do work ahead so that's nice however during the schooling portion of my training i was like uh oh, i worked way ahead this... i mean i freaked out professors it was like oh yeah i, was I haven't even graded the semester before yeah what I'm are not, you asking me yeah. for the syllabus for what, yeah what, do you what am i no no you can't have the syllabus so yeah it's just those little things and so you get you, so they, you get to ten o'clock, and so I looked at my partner. And I said, you know, this is what we're going to do, and we're going to try to rock on. And it worked out. I mean, it did work sure. out. She, you know, Sue did a great job, and it was helpful. And we're going to talk to Lucy here in a minute. Yeah, you and, might hear Lucy. Uh, Lucy's the uh, in the background is a golden doodle, and she's the uh, lodge mascot here. Um, she had something to say. She, she wanted did. to add a little bit, and so. Like I said, we had a great conversation with the coaches, and they knew because the coaches knew they're like, I, I, we don't want to be here because they got to ride the bus home too. Yeah, right. I mean, they got to ride the bus home. They they understand the the administration of sure. trying to get a forty five high school aged girls to and fro. And, oh, <laughs> and yeah, it's. I a, think that's my level of hell. Right, <laughs> it's, a, it's logistically tough. And then you got all your parents to deal with and all this. I mean, they got to eat. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts here. So you try to be as fluid and as dynamic as you can. And that kind of goes to my personality because I'm very fluid. I will roll with the punches. I will allow something to happen and then be like, okay, I know I'm prepared for it. I just don't know. I'm going to let the event occur. And then once the event occurs, I know how to react. I'm somewhat the same way. It's 
different, and I don't know if I can necessarily explain how. I don't... I prepare like hell in advance for here's all the possible scenarios that could happen. And then once it does happen, okay, that's okay. I prepared for this. I know what's happening here, and I'm ready for it. It's not so much roll with the punches, and it is. It's just, I anticipated this already. She's got the play in her head. Yeah. She sees the defense. She's got the play in her head and everything else like that. I let the defense show me where their weakness is, and I'm trained well enough to know, okay, that you showed me where the weakness is. Sure. Now I'll attack the weakness. Uh, and again, it's like I said, that's just, just little things. And again, Lisa and I are different personalities. Yeah. And, it, you know, nurture or nature, whatever you want to call it, it's just different. Are they, sure. Is either one right? Is either one wrong? No, it's just different. And we can't say what's normal. And, it, you know, yeah. it's just that's kind of how those little things work out because yeah. you, you don't know what, uh, what which little thing could set somebody off either, too. Like Lisa was saying, you know, the little things can be like the straw. You don't know what that straw is going to be. Yeah. So it's interesting. It, to me, it's interesting. And, again, using the, the high school sports analogy, I know which coaches are rules-based and very emotional. Versus just very emotional. Okay. So for me, as far as little things and good things, when I'm on the phone talking with my boyfriend, like every single night, every time we talk, he's like, tell me one good thing that happened to you today. And I love that because it brings you into God. Okay, today was kind of a miserable, horrible, stressed out day. I just felt overwhelmed. What good thing did happen today? And sure, occasionally, sometimes I'll say nothing. Nothing good happened today. Nothing at all. My help. <laughs> I'm not dead. I didn't kill anybody. I'm not going to jail. That's all I've got. But, you know, most days I can come up with, yeah, well, I, I talked with my son. Oh, my daughter's doing this. This is going to work. I come up with something good, and it kind of helps me sort of think, yeah, what good thing did happen today? I love that. He got it from this podcast, just so we're clear. No, he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> he was doing it before this podcast. That's great. That's great. Well, and, and that oh, goes to your attitude. I mean, those little things, if you can be aware and in the moment, and I love mm -hmm. being in the moment. I mean, one of the things that... And, you know, I, I'm in a career, I'm in a job where I see a certain segment of society. And sure. it's not a great segment of society, but it's a segment of society nonetheless. And the reason I enjoy my, my uh, side gig or hustle, as the kids call it, is that I, I don't have to worry about the other segment of society that I've dealt with all day. And I can live in that exact moment. Right. I can, I can live in that play. I can watch the game unfold. Sure. And, and sometime, someplace, some girl is going to make a great play. Sure. I can't tell you when. I can't tell you how, but I know it's going to happen. And so we're going to watch this together, and hopefully we can recognize it when it occurs. And then we're going to be like, yes, that's phenomenal. Uh, you know, and both teams last night did a very good job of hustling. It was a great match. Good. Uh, it, but it was one of those you could recognize within the play 
where you're, we're all in this moment together. Mm-hmm. We're all from, again, a thousand different perspectives. And we're all enjoying it. Some better sure. than others. Some, you know, some may not be enjoying oh, it. Right. But we're still in this, all this together. And it's just, it happens. And they're like, cool. It's enjoy, And it's just those little things. Sure. Uh, and, and that's what, I mean, again, that's because if you know an official uh, of any sport, you know that there's a, you've been to matches where like this officiating is not great. <laughs> this is not great. Where they're overtly officious. Okay. I mean, my, so one of the things that I, I try to do is I try to be, the little thing that I try to do is blend in. If you leave the match and you have no idea who I am, I've done it perfectly. I, I blend not in the being wall. a sports fan, I tend to agree with that. The referee, the umpire should not be the star of the show. Absolutely. Because I, you know, because one of the things that, uh, you know, just not to get to, uh, at least with the sport, is that you, you, people think that I have, I can control the game or the match. And you can. I can to an extent. I can to an, I, I can, ex- I, I, well, I have a different example sure. outside of the sports realm, and it's in our careers. Everybody thinks the judge is the end all be all. And they're not. <laughs> when I'm in the room, they're not. <laughs> they're, they're the umpires of a courtroom. You know, they're there to make calls. They make the call. You got to live with the call. And you do have to live with the call. But there is something weird and dare I say wrong about a judge who is making themselves the star of it. Which I've been in, we've both been in rooms where that that has occurred. Yes. Probably me more than Lisa. Absolutely. Um, not, to, not that Lisa's not in the courtroom or anything else like that. Just, I'm in much less. It's just the, the, the amount, and I too tend to travel more often, at least in person, than Lisa does. I don't um, know if that's true. It's more that mine are little hearings, not the actual trial. And so there's a lot less calls to be made. It's, oh, we're just setting dates. Here's what date right. you have to have this done. Well, there's not a lot of calls to be made in that scenario. Correct. And, I, and I'm more of a, I have people asking me, okay, this is a felony criminal jury trial. Right. What do I wear to the trial? Right. And I'm like, okay, this is what you wear, and this is how you wear it. Now, you can say that's micromanagement, but I'm like, this is how you should look. And as a rule, if you're ever going to a court, a collared shirt and slacks never goes out of style. Sure. Never goes out of style. Yes. I want to be very clear here. Oh, no. I, in the few criminal trials I have done, I have literally bought my clients. Here is a collared shirt. Here are nice dress slacks. You're going to wear these. I don't care if you want to wear them. You're going to wear them. You're going to wear them. Here's a tie. Put on the tie. We'll find somebody to tie it for you. I don't personally know how. We will make this happen. Yeah, we'll make it happen. The little things, uh, and to just buttress that a little bit more, are my, I wear cufflinks. He does. Actually, I was noticing them already. They were California cufflinks. They, uh, so I've got the California, I'm licensed in California, so I have the, I, I have the California flag as yes. a set of cufflinks. I have the Ohio pennant because our, 
We have an unusual flag in Ohio. When someone says it's the Ohio flag, they're lying to you. It's technically true. It's a pennant. It's a flag. That's why we're lawyers, right? We're arguing over definitions. It's a pennant. It's both. And it's the only pennant that the United States has as far as our our flags are concerned. And I also have the American flag as a set of conflicts. So I I know... That's a little tacky. Well, it's it's very... um, You can't go wrong with it. Like, because most of... Yeah, but I don't know if you can go right with it either. Well, it's a little on the nose, maybe. Maybe on the nose. That's what it is. So, like, if I know that I'm going to federal court, I'll put a, an American flag <laughs> lapel pin on. Yes. And then I'll put my American flag cufflinks on because I know that I'm in, I'm in federal court. So you have the pure majesty of these United States. Uh, if I if I know that I'm going to be in an Ohio court and or I know that the... Judge may be a big fan. I'll wear the Ohio pennant uh, cufflinks sure. uh, with that kind of stuff. So it, it, like those, those little things, especially the way you dress. I mean, your shoes. Quite so. Uh, you know, Lisa's uh, used to be a fashion blogger. If you guys don't remember that, and it's just those little things how you piece together your outfit that you may not think, well, this makes a big deal, but it it makes a big deal if it's not there. It does. So it's it, not. It does. Yeah. I mean, I saw a Quora answer, God, maybe this morning, maybe yesterday morning, and it was talking about what are different fashion tips that not everybody would know. And it's talking about, it was very, very minute things that you're not going to catch, but they really do make a difference. Having your... uh, the buttons in your shirt lined up, having it tucked correctly. These are things that make a difference. They impress suspenders upon versus a belt. Yeah, they impress upon people. If you wear suspenders wrong or you wear the wrong type of suspenders, uh, let's be honest, you look like a neo-Nazi. If you wear them correctly, you look distinguished. Big difference. Can I explain the difference between the two? Absolutely not. I mean, probably, but it's going to take me a week and a half to explain that difference. It's so nitty-gritty in the details, minute little things. It's just that, and the example that I use, I had to wear a tux this past weekend, and I had to tie a bow tie. A bow tie is a great example. It is, and you can tell the difference between... Eh, here's a clip-on bow tie, and no, we're not messing around. I tied a bow tie. And if it's a perfectly done knot, it's a clip-on. If it's a perfectly done knot, that's how you know. Now, I am not going to say I'm the smartest guy in the world, but the hardest thing to date that I've had to do in my life, in my life thus far, is tie and learn how to tie a bow tie. Because I will be sitting uh, in front of a mirror. Kudos. I mean, uh, really, kudos. I will be sitting in front of a mirror. I mean, the first time I did it, it took me 20 minutes. And in, the, in minute 12, sure. I am ready to take this bow tie and burn it. Because I'm frustrated. Yes. I am yes. like, you, you know, and then I'm looking at myself and I'm like, listen, we're going to do this. I'm psyching myself up. <laughs> we can do it. You know, I don't care how many YouTube videos you watch. Right. Uh, you can follow the instructions perfectly. You're still going to mess it up. Right. And you unless, unless sure. you do it on a regular basis. But that being said, everybody has a picture of Dean Martin 
in their head. All right, that's fine. I'm thinking of George Clooney. But well, there's that's okay, me. that's more modern. That's me. George Clooney in his in your head. You got a nice tie bow yes, tie. Yes, please. And <laughs> right, yeah, Lisa's going to go off on this one. <laughs> and then the even better at the end of the evening, you can untie that bow tie and it just lays there, and it's everybody has that look in their head, and you're just like, yes. It, it, now, is that a big thing? No, yeah. it's absolutely not. It's just George that Clooney untying that bow tie at the end of the evening. Yes, that's the image in my head. Thanks, Wes. Lisa's found her one good thing, just so we're clear. <laughs> <laughs> just so we're clear. But it, it, that's a great example of just a little thing where you you know that when you... And if I were to tie the bow tie correctly on the first time... Oh, God. Have, that's what, a great date. That's his version boom. of Beastie Boys sabotage. Right. Everything is beautiful from here on out. Right, right. Come and get me. I got it. I'm yeah. in. I'm ready to go. And, right. You know, and that's you know. Again, I was at a fundraiser, so I was in my tux. And uh, at the end of the night, uh, so at the fundraiser, it was for the local hospital here. They did a, okay. a cancer fundraiser. Every year, I go nice. to the fundraiser, and, and for this hospital, the very large hospital uh, organization here in town. And every year they donate, they pick a, a section of the hospital or a, a research portion where they, and this year it was cancer, you know, and I've had friends that have perished because of it. As and I, I. You know, we all have. And, you know, that we know all, everybody knows somebody that's had cancer. And so, it, it, you know, and as a nice shout out, the band for this event was Casey and the Sunshine Band. No kidding. And it was a great event. And they did a they did a great no joke. They did a great show. They're getting up their well, age. Of course they did. Three years ago it was Jay Leno. Last year it was the Temptations. <gasps> and this year it was oh. KC and the Sunshine Band. Why and, have you not told me of this before? I'm happy to give money to them. And it's a great event. And every you know, everybody's wearing a tux. All the ladies have a very nice dress on. It's like a prom for adults. You know. Oh, God, I'm in for prom for adults. I mean, that's in. the best way you can do it. And so everybody's having a good time. Everybody's throwing money away. It's an open bar because if you're going to write a $25,000 check, sure. the least thing you could do is give them a free bottle. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's the least thing you could do, right? Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the night, after you're done dancing, you know, just to undo that bow tie, let it rest. And then you, everybody in the world knows that look. Yeah. It's not, and were you taught that look? No. No. Did society say this is what you should feel when you see that look? Eh, kind of, sort of, a little. A little? But it, it's one of those things where you're like, yes, because the tuxedo has been around for hundreds of years, for at least 100 years. Untying the bow tie at the end of the night in the tuxedo, especially. Maybe essentially because you're in front of other people. For George Clooney, of course. Is the, I am relaxed in a tux. I'm cool. I'm chill. Ain't nothing in the world bothering me at this moment in time. I'm relaxed in a tuxedo. Which is a big deal. Because a tux is not, not everybody A owns a tux. And the only time usually... There are right. the, fir the first time you wear a tuxedo is when you go to prom and you're 16, 17, 18. Right. The and next so, time you wear it is you get married. Correct. So you're not, and you're used to renting it. So you, you right, and you, you you just don't know because you're like, why on earth do I need a tux? Now that being said, in this day and age, you don't have to wear a tux to get married or anything else like that. Sure. I get it. Fine. Uh, and if you want to, if you're a millennial and you want to check out how your parents wore a, a 
uh, baby blue tuxedo. I'm sure oh, somebody's got a picture somewhere of that tuxedo. Oh, my God. And then they took that picture, and you're like, oh, my God. Mm. <laughs> um, but, you know, the example that I use is, you know, because I wear a lot of collared shirts, a lot of ties, mm-hmm. uh, and people are like, well, why do you wear that? I go, when, at least from a style perspective, those little things, when has that ever gone out of style? A tuxedo never, never. goes out of style. You can't be wrong. Hell, I'll almost argue that baby blue tux, great. You're going retro. It's still cool. Do you, it. You can't go wrong. And that's and that's great. I mean, it's phenomenal. And it's just that, that little thing. Um, and it's, like I said, the bow tie is a great, at least for guys, a, a microcosm of you, you hit it right, it's great. Guys do not get a lot of room to express themselves in fashion unless you go way outside the norm. I'm thinking like Billy Porter. Recently at the Emmys, he's wearing this hat that it's almost like a cartoon type hat. You would see this if you decided to draw a cartoon of Billy Porter. And God bless him. He wore a tuxedo ball gown to like the Oscars. Damn. I mean, it was beautiful and unexpected and unusual for a man to be in a ball gown. But for him, yeah, he's going to wear it. And God, he looks perfect. Absolute perfect. And and that works out well. And so if you're, and I'm going to use sports analogies because Lisa, did, I mean, so what is of colleges like, so Penn State. Uh, okay. when they, uh, if you're into college football, Penn State, all of their players in Alabama and some of these larger programs, they are, when they show the players and their introductions or anything, I was like, they're always in uh, that, like, for instance, Penn State is always in a navy blue jacket and tie mm-hmm. and a white shirt. Can't, you can't ever go wrong with it. It's just that little thing. That it's little their unit, little It's thing. just their little thing. Alabama, I think, uses a, you know, the Alabama red uh, jack sport coat and then the sure. Alabama red tie. I mean, it's just those little things that make so you know. And it's the South, so there again might go back to the bow tie. Might be a bow tie. Um, where and now with the NFL, some of these quarterbacks who are giving right. these press conferences are more of a fashion show. And the NBA yeah. has the suit with these shorts. I'm not a fan, but right. Okay, it happens. Okay, it's you know it's that it's their little thing. They're expressing themselves, and I support that. And you know, do what you got to do. But I'm gonna judge you a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit. So again, the little things. Take a moment, enjoy those little things. Find your little thing. Yeah. Maybe there is nothing else. Maybe that day has been the worst day of your life. You've lost a close friend or a family member. Get outside. Go find. Maybe search for a flower or the moon or God knows what, but find a little thing because it will be the sanity that you need for that day. And then get up the next day and realize, yep, it still sucks today. It's slightly better. And I don't know how to carry on, but I'm going to and it's okay. Now, let's end on that note. Now, Lisa, what? Give me one good thing. Uh, it's hard to describe. I've had this feeling several times before in my life where 
And I don't chalk it up to being a fortune teller or a seer or anything like that. But it's intuition and it's, holy crap, something amazing is about to happen. And I don't know what and I don't know how it's going to come to pass. I got that feeling right now. It's, oh my God. You can feel it in the air. The next year and the next five years and the next ten years, they're going to get progressively more, wow, uh, wow, I I could not have figured out how to make this happen, and yet I did. That's why it's happening. It's on the cusp of something great, and it's just waking up every day. It's the little things. It's waking up every day with, okay, even today, if today sucks, it's something massively amazing is right around the corner. Right this very second, I am approved to be licensed in my sixth state. This is very, very unusual for attorneys. They might get two or three states. Every once in a while you get more than that. But it's, I mean, like impossibly, weirdly rare to have six, seven. And I'm not stopping anytime soon. I've got applications that are going out. Got up to 50. Maybe not 50, but we'll see. Where's the stopping point? We got territories. We got other nations. We'll see where I stop. My one good thing is mental health. I've had a lot of great mental health. That's an amazing one. Which is phenomenal to have. And again, thanks for listening. I am Wes. I'm Lisa. You were listening to the Fire Things podcast. We are podcasting live from the Members Only Lounge in the Cigar Lodge in beautiful Akron, Ohio. Thanks for supporting us. You can catch our Patreon account at patreon.com slash thefinerthings. You can check out Lisa at Intricate Girl on Instagram. I'm at Jet Set Lawyer. Take care. Bye, guys.